Amen. Wow. <laughs> it is uh, a real privilege to be here. A real privilege. It, it's a bit like coming home, but not coming home. It's a bit weird because rightly so, you've moved on. That is what my heart wants. That is what I'm pleased about. And it's, Pete is the best guy I've ever worked with. Um, and I don't say that to all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm a man of a word, I'm a Yorkshireman. And, and I mean that with all my being. I've worked with different people since 1994, but it's been a privilege to work alongside Pete. And it's no surprise to me that the church has just continued to grow. No surprise to me that God has continued to work in this place because Pete and Rosie are God's couple here to lead this church. And that thrills my heart. It really thrills my heart. Um, I would have loved to... Well, let me say that God spreads a table and, and on it there is the, the, the savoury and the sweet. And, and I, I love to bring the sweet. I was hoping to bring, you know, like sticky toffee pudding and... <laughs> And custard and ice cream. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's more like meat and two veg or nut loaf and greens. <laughs> and uh, so I've known the subject that God wanted me to bring for weeks. And it's probably not the one I, I would have chosen, but... Basically, there's a, an image coming up which will, will give the title, Keep on Track. Keep on Track. Our reading is probably not where you would have picked. It's not where I would have picked. Uh, in fact, Revelation is not the book I turn to very often, to be honest with you. But we're going to start with two readings, but one is Revelation 19. And verses 11 to 13. <clears throat> and then the other is John 1 verse 14. So let's start with Revelation. It's the last book in the Bible. It's the easiest one to find, apart from Genesis, which is the first. Uh, so Revelation 19, 11 to 13. Uh, just to set the context, this is John. He's... The last remaining disciple is getting on a bit in years. He's exiled on the Isle of Patmos and he has a vision. He has a vision from God. So this is part of a vision from God to John. I saw heaven stand open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one, but him, no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. I want you to go to John's first book. John wrote a gospel, 
one of the four biographies of Jesus Christ that we have in the Bible. And in, one, in John 1.14, he says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So right at the beginning, John says, there's, there's a, uh, God came down in human flesh and he was full of truth and grace. Then we have a, a vision of what's to come, the end of time. And we see Jesus Christ coming as not a baby, but as an all-conquering king. And we see there that he is called faithful and true. He's full of truth. And he's wearing a garment that is dripping in blood, his own blood, because no greater love is this than a man or a woman lays down their life for their friends. Jesus laid down his life for us, not when we were friends, but when we were far away from him, when we were enemies of him, when we were in rebellion to him, He laid down his life. The blood on the garment is his own blood. So Jesus is coming back again as king, the king of truth, but full of love. He is full of truth and grace. Light in life, St. Austell has run on two train tracks right from the beginning. One is truth. And one is grace or love. To be like Jesus, (laughs) you've got to have both tracks of truth and love. If you imagine those railway lines of truth and love, if you imagine the engine, the most powerful, glorious engine, the Holy Spirit, (laughs) and He is powering. Light and life sent hostile along those tracks of truth and grace. He is the spirit of truth. And he is full of grace. So today, it's simple. The word is simple to you. Keep on track. Now in, in our society today, which of those two tracks do you think is under attack the most? Yeah. Love is not under attack in our society at the moment. But truth is under attack. And Satan would endeavor to break our trust, our confidence, our resolute acceptance of God's truth. He wants to derail the Light and Life Express because a derailed train has lost its purpose and missed its destiny And it dishonors the one the train's image bears. When we get off the track of God's truth, we dishonor him and the church is derailed. I believe this subject of truth is of paramount importance to you and I today, individually and collectively. And uh, I brought an old friend with me today. Just keep it... Just covered for a moment. 
But I brought an old friend. And that sort of spoiled it a little bit because you were expecting a person maybe. But never mind. Sorry, darling. But <laughs> you've been helpful. I've had this friend for over 30 years. They've never let me down. And they've always given it to me straight. So if you could pass over my friend. Here he is. Spirit level. Now, some of you are sitting there thinking, I love spirit level. Yes, Dan Brace. Yes, I love spirit level. And some of you are thinking, I hate spirit level. <laughs> I don't want to go near DIY. I just don't, I, I hate DIY. But the thing is, we can delegate our DIY. Can't we? We can call Dan Bracing. We can call a builder in. A joiner, whatever, to do our DIY. I've, I've also brought another good friend with me this morning. It's been a friend for over 50 years. Well, actually, it wasn't a friend to begin with. Didn't really get on with it to begin with. But now it's become a great friend. This is my Holy Spirit level. My Holy Spirit level. He gives it to me straight. It shows me how I should live. (laughs) Unlike DIY, I can't get somebody else in to live my life for me. You know, every single one of us in this room has been born with an assignment. It is to live one life. To live one life. God has not left us in the dark about how to live that life. He has given us the Holy Spirit level to show our identity, our purpose and our destiny. To make it absolutely clear. The Holy Spirit level reveals God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. It shows us a different way, a way of truth. 2,000 years ago, Pilate asked the question, what is truth? The irony is, he was in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is the embodiment of all truth. He was looking at truth and he said, what is truth? (laughs) The irony is, so many people know about this book. They're in the presence of truth. And they're asking the question, what is truth? It's here. It's in this book. We need to hold on to it. We need to not depart from it. We need to never be derailed. You know, David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. He said, I've swallowed the Holy Spirit level. (laughs) And that level shows me what to do and how to live. Truth was at the core of his being. Truth really matters. Truth is very important. I want to return to my friend who fell down. The spirit level. Not this spirit level is really important to me. And I've got a couple of slides of a project that that I did not that long ago, about a year or so ago. And 
And so this is, this is the, a shed. There's another angle of the shed. But when, when I built that shed, my friend's spirit level was really important. Why? Because I wanted the roof, the roof to slope that way, so all the rainwater goes that way. I didn't want a roof sloping all over the place or sloping forwards. I just wanted it all sloping one way. I also wanted doors that were true and that would fasten and that would swing nicely. I wanted a shed that was the proper job. And so, spirit level was my friend who told me, instructed me on how to build the shed. You know, I haven't always enjoyed what spirit levels told me. I really haven't. There have been times when I've been jackhammering up concrete because it needs to slope the other way. And spirit level says it's not right. And, and you're there working hard and thinking, I just wish the bubble would go the other way. <laughs> but it doesn't. It just stays true. Spirit level is not a convenient friend. But it's a true friend. It's not here to make my life easy. But it is here to help me build something that is fit for purpose. And is a proper job. That works properly. You know, Holy Spirit level has not made my life comfortable. (laughs) It really hasn't. There have been times when I wish the bubble would go the other way. <laughs> when this book simply says that obedient faith to Jesus is just, that's how the Christian life is. Just simply saying yes to Jesus. That's the essence of the spirit level, the Holy Spirit level. And he says, leave the Northwest and go to Cornwall. That's not comfortable. And he says, leave Cornwall and go to Bristol. That's not comfortable. There are many other smaller things in life that are not comfortable. But that wasn't what God promised. You know, this hasn't made me comfortable or necessarily popular or made my life easy, but boy, oh boy, has it shown me the best way to live. Has it shown me how I can serve the best king there is to serve and worship the best Lord that there is to worship And be certain of the best destiny that anybody could ever know. To belong to the greatest family that there has ever been. That family of God that spans so many centuries. That will be a multitude that no one can number. (laughs) The greatest love in experiencing God's acceptance and forgiveness. The most fulfilling purpose. The Holy Spirit level always shows us a better way. The best way. John 8, 32. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. (laughs) Truth brings freedom. Psalm 51, verse 6. God desires truth in our innermost parts. If you want to be whole, If you want to be really whole, then take truth into your innermost parts. If you want to be secure in your own skin, then take truth into your 
heart. The Holy Spirit level truth. And just one more, Colossians 3, 9, Paul writes, Do not lie to each other. You see, lies destroys relationship, but truth is the foundation of every good relationship. Truth are the walls of every good relationship. Truth is the roof of every good relationship. If you haven't got truth in your relationship, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. I see so many rubbish relationships because there's no truth at the heart of it. It breaks my heart. As a pastor, when you see the brokenness, because this truth has been binned, it's sad. We live at a time when truth is not valued. And as as Christians, we are accused of having a Holy Spirit level that's bigoted and old-fashioned. And if I went up to a builder on a building site and I said to you, look, your spirit level's old-fashioned. You've had it 30 years. Why didn't you bin it? Why are you you looking to that old thing anymore? Why are you having your building controlled by it? You know, if a builder binned the spirit level, he would have a house that wasn't great. Floors that weren't level. Doors that didn't shut, a roof that leaked. And the house would be very unpleasant to live in because it's wet, it's drafty, it's cold, it's mouldy. It's not great. Why? Because holy spirit, because normal spirit level was ditched. A few months ago I was listening to Five Live and I've shared this with, with some of you. It was a discussion between a transgender woman and a feminist. It was quite a heated discussion and at one point the transgender woman said something and I'll never ever forget it she said it's not what's between your legs that counts it's what's between your ears I think what she was saying is something like this if if I think it's true if it feels true then it is true and whatever evidence there is that's contrary to that I don't care about And some compassionate people would respond by saying, now that is absolutely wonderful because that is true for you. The feminist, on the other hand, was not saying it was wonderful. She was livid because she saw men taking the place of women, stealing the ground of women. Imagine using the spirit level of feeling, thinking and believing in all areas of life. Let's take it into the maths classroom. Every kid gets 100% mark at the end of the test. That sounds good, doesn't it? At face value, that sounds awesome. We get 100% every single time. This is fantastic. Let's bring it in the maths class. The only problem is when the kid goes to the shop. Mum says, go and buy a couple of pints of milk. A couple of four pints of milk. And uh, it's a corner shop. And the, co- the shopkeeper says, that's one pound plus one pound. That's three pounds, please. And the kid says, no, it isn't. No, one plus one equals two. And the shopkeeper says, well, I feel that it's three. I think it's, I believe it's three. Give us your three quid, kid. Come on. Coffee it up. It's three quid. 
Let's take it into the field of engineering. Go back to the days of building the channel tunnel. If at one end they used tried and tested methods of navigating the machinery to dig the tunnel. And at the other end, think, oh, well, mm, I feel we should go to the right a bit. Oh, I think maybe the left a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd end up with two channel tunnels. And one of them would be snaking all over the place. A few years ago, I was on jury service. Every single person who gave testimony had to swear an oath. I swear by Almighty God to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. For generations, that has been the basis of our legal system. That has been the basis of somebody having a fair trial. Of somebody being able to get the best possible result. What happened as the trial unfolded was that the people who made that promise didn't actually do it. And their testimony was pulled apart by the uh, prosecution. And after a while, the judge said, okay, jury, go off and consider your verdict. And we were supposed to consider the verdict on the evidence that we had heard. And we started to do that. And there was one person on the jury who was so compassionate for this accused man's mother. And she had been watching this mother in the proceedings, and she was judging the case on her feelings about the feelings of compassion rather than the evidence of the case. Eventually, uh, she said, oh, yes, the, the evidence points to it, so it was a unanimous decision that he was guilty. When the verdict was read out, the judge then read a list of previous convictions. They went on and on and on and on. And this person said, I'm so glad that I didn't just go on those feelings. You see, there was another person in court that day who'd been beaten up. And he needed justice. He needed the jury to consider the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And not just go on feelings and what they thought, but to deliver a just verdict. You know, we live in a time when compassion has become the chief spirit level, the truth level. Compassion will accept almost anything for the sake of an individual. But the cost of compassion as the measure of truth comes with a very, very high price tag. And that price tag is division and anger. And that's why on Five Live we had a feminist and a transgender clash. The idea that we can all have our own truth, radical individualism that is prevalent, that we can all have our own truth and live happily ever after, is a massive whopping lie. It is one of the biggest deceptions you could ever think of. How on earth can you have multiple truths and all get along fine? Because multiple truths clash, clash, clash. That is why we're seeing division and anger all around in our nation. Because everybody can do what is right in their own eyes. 
And we've got division left, right and center. See, the Holy Spirit level is eternal truth. It's a rock. (laughs) It stands secure. It ain't going anywhere. It ain't budging for any of us or any societies. All it does is guide us and lead us to a better story. A better life. Other so-called truths are fluid, they are insecure, they are all over the place, and they can never deliver a place of safety. It's like shifting sand. It's not a comfortable place living on shifting sand, is it? Living on a rock gives you a firm place to stand. So if in our law courts we think that we should follow the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth... Why should we not follow that in every aspect of life? If it's good enough to find justice there, why is it not good enough to find justice every single place? You see, that's why the Holy Spirit level is the best way to live. Because it's the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. You know, when we settle for our feelings, when we settle for our thoughts We open ourselves up to be deceived. God wants us to live in freedom. In freedom. In freedom. The truth will set you free. We will experience wholeness with truth in our inner being. You know, God wants the church family to be close The only way to be close is to tell the truth. To be real. This shows us a better way, a beautiful way. A way of building one another up. Jude, next to the last book in the Bible, has a lot to say about this subject. And in verse 3, he says this. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. Judy's saying there is a body of teaching known as the faith. The truth. And he's saying, this stuff is worth dying for. This stuff is worth contending for. This stuff is so important. And he's saying, dear friends, I I really wanted to get hold of this. (laughs) We need to contend for the faith. There are such things in this word that are so clear, that are so clear, that we must just Accept them. Even if they're inconvenient. Even if they're not what we want to hear. Things such as creation. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Not random chance. But plan and purpose. A creation with a design. Holy Spirit level says God is the designer. 
Now, the scope for different beliefs in how it actually happened, that is not the core issue. The core issue is God did it. The core issue is that God designed it. That is under attack. It's under attack. We're made to be out to be stupid if we believe that in some quarters. We're laughed at in some quarters if we say that. God created man and woman and told them to be fruitful and multiply. One man, one woman, faithful, loving, lifelong union, the environment for children to thrive. Not suffering the pain of an absent father or mother. Not needing to search for their biological mother or father. Genesis 3 shows us the context in which we live. There is an enemy, Satan, an enemy of God. Somebody wants to devour us. Somebody wants to destroy us. Somebody wants to deceive us. That's the context. We're in a war. We're in a war. A spiritual battle. And as a result of man being deceived, we have now a broken world. A broken world. And that brokenness affects every single one of us. And that brokenness touches all of our lives. That wasn't God's original plan. But that's the reality of an enemy and a broken world. The Bible says that all creation is groaning. It's waiting for that day. The day that's coming. When it will no longer groan. And we'll have a new heaven and a new earth. The home of righteousness. So keeping on track in a world that's a battlefield and brokenness abounds is not easy, is it? Is it? I don't find it easy to follow Holy Spirit level. I don't. It's not comfortable. I'd much rather take it easy. And the older you get, the more tempted you are to do that. (laughs) Because you don't have the energy of youth anymore. Moving on. I'm almost finished. Keeping on track. Jesus is Lord. On the cross he defeated all the powers of evil. And one day he's coming back. And that final victory will be ratified, completed, finished. No more brokenness. See at the moment with brokenness and beauty side by side. Then it will be all beauty. At the moment we have joy and sorrow side by side. Then it will be all joy. The moment we have love and hate, there it will be all love. It's an awesome day that's coming. Holy Spirit level tells us that Jesus has won the last chapter. We're on the winning team. And I love being on the winning team. Those of you who played football against me know it. (laughs) Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God to salvation to all who believe. Paul 
Paul gave his life for it. He contended for the faith. In the end, he died for it. But what had he done in his life? What had he done in his life? Well, he'd written a huge chunk of this. He'd seen many, many, many lives transformed. He'd seen churches planted. He'd seen mighty moves of God's Spirit. Paul lived in a battlefield and with brokenness. And that affected him. He was in chains. He was imprisoned. He was persecuted. He contended for the faith. I think in the next 10 years, this track of truth is going to be much harder to keep in place. I think over the next 10 years, it's going to be challenging. Some of us might end up in prison. I don't say that lightly. We must not surrender the rail of truth. It is worth contending for. But just a bit of pudding to finish. (laughs) The overwhelming, beautiful love of God is amazing. There is nothing in this world that comes even a fraction close to it. The love of God that forgives. The love of God that accepts. The love of God that embraces. The love of God that takes us through our brokenness. And we're all broken. We're all broken. The love of God that helps people who, who in living this, it's tougher for them than it is for, for me. But we walk with them in love. We raise the bar of love all the time. We must never just have the track of truth. Because truth on its own is brutality. But love on its own is hypocrisy. 100% truth and 100% love and grace is awesome. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you offer to us not just the better way, but the best way. It's the way that you designed. You created us to be in your family. You created us for relationship with you. You created us to be in relationship with one another. You created us for intimacy with God and with others. And Lord, I pray particularly for those in this church right now who in the brokenness of this world are finding it hard to follow your truth. And I pray, God, that by your Spirit you would strengthen them. I pray that they would have that resolve not to compromise your truth. Not to neglect your truth. Even though it is costly. Lord, I pray that once again our nation would turn to your truth. Lord, I pray that this season of radical individualism would pass. I pray that it would be seen for what it is. 
a bad way, a harmful way, a hurtful way. Not a way of peace, but of division. Not a way of hope, but despair. Lord, I pray that there be such a move of your Holy Spirit that people would see the truth. Jesus, we thank you that you are the embodiment of all truth, that you are the truth, and that in you is total freedom. So I pray for an outpouring of your Spirit that we might live in that freedom, that we might walk in it, that we might enjoy it. In Jesus' name.